Skitter. Skitter. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Hey, welcome to another edition. Oh my god, we're around for 11 episodes. Another edition of the plug. With Bushy, Sin, and the Mountain Man. I am Bushy, Sin, Mountain Man. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. What about you, Mountain Man? Can't complain, Skitter Pal. Meow, meow, my God. Yo, yeah, Bumblebee Tuda. I tell you what. <laughs> we have not been able to talk for a couple weeks. Um, you know, the Mountain Man decided he was going to take a vacation, so we recorded two episodes two weeks ago so that we could have an episode up last week. So we were going to do a record review. We have that on the back burner. I don't know if we're going to get to it, guys. What do you think? I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, me, personally, I don't have as much as you do, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the country boy don't have shit to say. What the fuck is wrong with that picture? Country, I ain't country, son. <laughs> I'm city boy, city boy. You're city boy slash country because you haven't stayed in the mountains for about a month and a half. Every episode you end up talking about like us, so yeah, you're, you're kind of sort of getting there. <laughs> my, my life ain't interesting enough to have uh, enough conversation for a whole episode, I don't think. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that sucks. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to start this off because I have to talk about this. This just occurred, um, Bryce, 20, 30 minutes away from me uh, 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 last night. Uh, I had a chance to mention it on my radio show last night. Um, I'm going to read this to you, and I'm sorry to start this off on such a fucking doubter, but I refuse to let this go um, unspoken about. Now, this is directly from... Our local television news, that news up here in Watertown, New York. Um, this is the headline: State Trooper, comma, woman, shot and killed. And here's the story: uh, The North Country law enforcement community is mourning the death of a New York State Trooper who was shot and killed Sunday night in the town of Theresa. A woman, described by police as the wife of the shooter, was killed in the same incident. Uh, the trooper, Joel Davis, 36, was taken to Samaritan Medical Center. That's right here in Watertown. Uh, in the morning, State Police Superintendent Beach II announced his death. An ambulance with the trooper arrived at Samaritan Medical Center around 9 p.m., accompanied by several police vehicles. Davis is well known to the law enforcement community, served on the road patrol for the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department before becoming a trooper. Uh, his brother, Josh Davis, is a Watertown police officer. Um, Route 46, also known as River Road, was blocked for hours. Police south of Theresa Sunday night as they investigated the shooting. 
The police blocked the road at Eddy Road and Silver Street Road. Uh, state police said the trooper responded to several reports of shots fired during a domestic incident. He was shot once while responding to the incident at 34371 Route 46. At some point, it's not clear when, the woman at the property, uh, Nicole Waters, 27, and they have a picture of her on the site, uh, was shot and killed. A second woman who lived on the property was also shot in the upper torso, but a state police spokesman said the injuries were not life-threatening. Uh, the second woman was home alone at the time, but police said she lived in a shed on the property with a man and child. State police said the shooter put his gun down and surrendered when a backup unit arrived. Police identified him as Justin Walters, 32, the owner of the property. Uh, Justin and Nicole lived in a double-wide trailer on that property. State Police Superintendent Beach described Walters as an active-duty Army infantryman who stationed at Fort Drum. Trooper Davis of Evans Mills graduated from the 199th session of the Basin School. On May 29, 2013, it was originally Troop D, State Police Watertown, before receiving his current assignment at State Police Philadelphia, survived by his wife and three children. This, this, this really, really bothered me. I, we, we see news all the time of cops being shot. It's always in big cities. Uh, Theresa, man, that, that's country town. We're talking maybe 1,500 people live in that area. It's about 20 minutes north of me. Sad, sad day. Really, really hits me in the heart because I support the Thin Blue Line and I just want to send my thoughts prayers condolences to all of those involved I want to send them out to the uh, to the wife of the shooter uh, 27 years old horrible way to go and I would hate to speculate this is a, a fourth drum soldier infantryman man this this unit 10th Mountain Division is the most deployed unit in the United States Army. I would like to think that it wasn't because he found out she was messing around and took matters into his own hands. I would like to think, as bad as you to say, I would like to think it's a PTSD episode because that would just bring more light to the fact that the VA is not doing their fucking job, even though President Trump has made great strides in trying to rectify that uh, that situation. <coughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to start on such a somber note, but. Never have I seen something so close to home. We just lost a, a NYPD officer, what was it, the Bronx or Brooklyn just a few days ago. That's five and a half hours south of me and, you know, the biggest, greatest city in the world. This one hits close to home, but I had to make sure I mentioned it. Damn. Yeah, I, I, I just don't like the fact that, uh, you know, Cops, man, we, we start this, uh, I guess you can say an epidemic or a crisis, man. That started with that Dallas shooting ever since, man. It's like almost every so often you turn on the like CNN or Fox or like NBC and you're seeing something about a cop being shot or killed and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on with people nowadays, man, but they need to stop the violence, man, period. I 100% agree. Uh... I, I'm like Nate and you, I support any police officer. Now, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's some cops in this world that their freaking heads are too big for their damn bodies because they think, oh, I've got a badge, I can do what I want to. But there are literally in this world some great people that actually believe in what being a cop is. Uh, and one, uh, 
this actually was one of my stories I was going to bring up today, dude, because I had heard about it and it was actually going to incorporate it. But at the same time, though, I'm sitting here thinking, because I've done a also search on other than, did you know it's not only police officers or sheriffs, I mean, it's also local security companies, everybody, anybody that's wearing a uniform anymore is just getting shot over just because of the damn fact you're wearing a uniform. I, I personally hate it. I, I do agree. I wish it, uh, I, I would hope the VA ends up saying that they need to do something better with the PTSD ordeal, but it's just crazy as shit. Uh, and like Joe said, people really need to quit this because we've already got enough damn problems on our hands in this entire world dealing with what we're having to. Everybody needs to put their big boy, big girl panties fucking on. Get your heads out of your asses and quit all this stupid shit because before long, everybody, we're going to be in another damn war before all this shit's over with in the entire world with how many people hate us just because we believe in living free. So, yeah, 100%. It's, it's bullshit, it's stupid, and fucking America, wake the fuck up. Um, dude, I couldn't have said it any better. It's, uh, it, it's almost become, dare I say, cliche. To, to, to waste law enforcement officials, it's it's infuriating to me. And yeah, we know there's some bad cops. You know what? There's some bad everything. Um, I, I, I was recently looking up some statistics because the whole Black Lives Matter movement pisses me off to no end. And only because they like to march down streets saying things like pigs in a, a blanket, fry them like bacon and have no problem with executing cops because they're supporting this false narrative that uh, uh, the, the, the police are executing black people on a uh, genocidal scale almost. And, and the numbers just do not support that. While it is horrific when somebody is shot and killed with an interaction with law enforcement, let's not make it something that is not. The, the numbers don't lie. Twice as many white people are killed by police in standoffs all the time. The trouble is that those are not the videos that make it to YouTube. Those are not the videos that make it to uh, Facebook Live. And those are definitely not the videos that make it to CNN, MSNBC, or any of these other leftist media organizations because it does not support the narrative the fact of the matter is we have got we have got to stop killing each other we, like 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 the mountain man just said we have plenty of enemies all over the world we don't need to be enemies amongst each other and i do not need to see a civil war happened in this country over political beliefs. It's ridiculous. And, and and the violent rhetoric that keeps coming from the left. You know, we had we had that Muslim woman, you know, just a few days ago <coughs> saying that we should bring jihad against President Trump. Are, are are you kidding me? This is the kind of thing that makes good old boys go into the back of their rooms and grab their 3030s, their aught sixes and their glocks and their nines and say, come on, bring it. Because the problem is, half these leftist pussies, they aren't packing. They're packing hugs and goodwill 
and the rest of us are ready to stand our ground. We don't need this kind of division in our country. And you know what? President Trump's been trying to bring us together. The left media will not allow it to happen. It's just infuriating and frustrating. Uh, on Twitter, I follow a lot of leftist-minded people because I have to know what they're thinking. And I follow some celebrities. And these are celebrities that I like. You know, uh, I follow Will Wheaton because I was a Star Trek nerd and I loved his bits on uh, the Big Bang Theory. I follow Will Wheaton. Yeah, Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Wheaton. Yeah. Wheaton. <laughs> what the fuck's with the H? <laughs> yeah. But the point is, I follow this guy and just the, the, the vile filth he spews when it comes to politics is infuriating to me. But I like his body of work. Um, Alyssa Milano, I follow her as well. And the vile filth she spews is infuriating. But I really love that body. Uh, of work, of work, that body of work. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Who doesn't follow Alyssa Milano? Oh. I know. I saw, I saw a tweet she posted, or uh, 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 she tweeted a interview she did where she loves, she loves playing mom roles because she can wear more clothing. And I'm like, bitch, you fucked it up when I saw Embrace of the Vampire. It's over. I want to see them piss. You're right. <laughs> Storefront. <laughs> well, my... Here's my only question to the two of you since we're on this topic. Why is it that all these people, I understand peace and love is a great thing. I'm not going to sit here. I'm kind of a hippie to an extent because of my mother is. That's so it. I'm done with this show. Fuck you, hippie. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I believe in peace and love as well. But the thing is, though, you can't have peace and love without standing up for what you believe in. Period. In the story and discussion. But at the same time, how many of these crazy-ass kids and shit that's just been looking for a damn excuse to get out of school or whatever, been involved in this movement, that don't even have a fucking clue about teetotally what's going on? Oh, yes, I have seen those clips as well. And it's it's just a way for these young people who have been... And that's the problem with the Obama administration. Um, spent so much time entitling people you know and you spend eight years and you have to understand these kids and young adults and when I say young adults I'm, I'm even talking early 20s that was eight years of their life so if they were 12 or 14 when they finally started getting into politics you know these are young college kids that have everything handed to them their whole life so they just feel I'm supposed to have this I deserve to have this because I'm alive. No, that's not how it is. So when they have a chance to cut class and go get involved in their activism and, and you know go riot and burn shit down, they think they're protesting. They're not protesting. If you ask me, if you go and destroy your own town and your own property, you're a domestic terrorist. But at the same time, you're a fucking moron. Because these small towns, small communities, even in inner cities, your inner city communities, those are owned by the people that live around you. So while you're destroying these, you know, convenience food stores, what the fuck are you going to do the next day when you need a pack of smokes or you want to go buy a Coca-Cola and you can't because your dumbass 
Just burn down the goddamn business of a guy who's been working his whole life to try and build up. It's infuriating. Right. It's absolutely infuriating. It's just assholes that have no idea what work and earning something is. That's what's so wrong with this country is too many people are getting handed too many things and it's just out of control. If it was up to me, and this is why I say I would never be elected to any office, and even if I did run, I would be taken out in weeks. Weeks, not months, weeks. Because my first agenda would be to abolish the welfare system. Get rid of it. Fuck you. That's my line of thinking. Because charity at one time in this country used to come from your neighbor. Right. It didn't come from the state. It didn't come from the Fed. It came from your neighbor. If people were more self-reliant, they knew how to grow their own food. They used to know how to go out into the woods and get their own meat. People can't do that anymore because everything's handed to them. Joe, what's your opinion? I totally agree with everything. Hell, shit. I was going to say back to that cop shooting. Uh, we had a one time, I want to say it was a while ago, but uh, we had uh, two off-duty cops that were actually gunned down in a restaurant. I mean, we're talking point-blank range uh, by a, a boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't know what the hell their problem was. And they ended up in a Walmart with a shootout. And uh, I guess the guy was a little too coward, had his girl basically kill him, and then she took her own life or whatever after they realized they couldn't fend off the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. But these, these officers, I think, were like fresh out of the academy or something, and these people just came out of nowhere and just gunned them down. I mean, it was all over the local news. I don't know if it made like road news Lady. or anything like that but i know our programs all here on vegas were, were shut down for that incident as it was live and i just thought it was fucked up as far as uh all that other shit hand-me-downs man i mean i've been handed down some stuff you know since i've been sick or whatever but and now i'm brand out and i'm barely hanging on to my medicaid and medicare so it's like holy crap once i run out of that it's like guess what i'm screwed because uh i can't work and it's like hmm so I, I'll be kind of in a fuck spot, so I'm kind of hoping, keep my fingers crossed, I still have everything until it's my time to go. But I agree, you know, a lot of people, kids nowadays are being handed down stuff. I watch this commercial, I want to say it's like a testosterone commercial for men. And it's funny because it says, you know, the generation before us, the baby boomers, they had more... ...building things. Oh, I'm gonna go open a nail salon, or I'm gonna go open a fat, you know, fast food chain, or an actual restaurant. They're not legitimately busting their ass to what a real American male would do. What they were doing in the '50s to help make America great. So, in a sense, like I said, I agree with with Bushy on that one because, like I said, nowadays, hell, it's a plain, clear fact in my house. My two nieces get anything handed on the fucking plate to their asses. So, in my oh, opinion. Hell. Yeah, hand-me-downs, mm-mm, no, 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 my, my daughter, I taught her, man, you ask for something, and it, it's like this, if, if daddy's got the money, daddy get it for you, if not, don't you dare bitch fit, throw a fit in the store, it's more like, just wait till next time, and she's learned that lesson, I started her at a very early age, man, so she's grateful for all the things she has in her life, what about you, mom, man? 
Well, hell, you were uh, speaking about hand-me-downs. Uh, okay, are we know, talking about hand-me-downs or handouts? Because to me, a hand-me-down yeah. is something completely different. And, and Yeah, that's what I was speaking to say. Yeah, because yeah, in a situation like with Joe, um, there's a level of understanding for me with that. Okay, I understand that. But that's what... The, the Medicaid system and the social services system, you know, because welfare has a bad fucking connotation. But that's what that was designed for. Exactly. Okay? Helping somebody out, even though I still think charity should come from your neighbor. In this in this uh, social media age, where everybody, and I, and I am guilty of it, I am such a narcissist, or I would not be doing this show with you guys. I like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I like putting my thoughts and views out there. Oh, so wait, 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 wait. You like the sound of your own voice? Because Nate had the porn mustache and the long, uh, wavy hair thinking he was just the shit. <laughs> Motherfucker, I was born in 75. However... However, in the late late eighties, I did have the long hair. (laughs) And you had the porn stash. I bet if we go through your fucking pictures, you probably had it at one damn point or another. I I actually did grow a mustache, but that was actually three or four years ago, just to dedicate it to my dad because he's worn a mustache his whole life. (laughs) Oh, okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Good God. But you may, yes, you may lose uh, my whole fucking train of thought, Dick. You're out. Oh, you be okay. That's what this fucking podcast is for, dipshit. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Uh, a handout and a hand me down. Yes, handouts is basically yeah the same thing of everybody just having every, everything handed to them. Hand me downs. I was fixing to say, dude. Did you realize in my entire thirty years on this earth, I don't even own. One damn brand new pair of fucking clothes. I've always wore hand-me-downs. I go to rag rag shaking stores to get my clothes. Why in the fuck would a mountain person, anybody conservative that sits here and tries to save money for themselves, go out and spend a hundred fucking dollars for a damn shirt? Hell no. Because it's a nice shirt. Well, do you know how nice shirts, how long they last in the mountains from people like me that work and go outside and do shit all the time? Maybe a month before they're fucking stained all the shit. Yeah, yeah, I get that. See, when I I spend any kind of money on clothes, you know, good money, not not Walmart money, but good money, I, uh, it's like special occasion type shit. Hey, I'm just saying, let's not call uh, that quality shit. <laughs> right. Nate, Nate's talking like store brand, like, you know, J.C. Penney's, Macy's, Sears, you know, actual clothes where you can go and legitimately look like you just walked the red carpet or some type shit. I wouldn't put J.C. Penney or Sears in that uh, same category. But I have ordered online from like uh, uh, Levi Strauss and Company. Levi's are outstanding jeans, last forever, expensive as shit. I can't find them in local, even chain stores anymore for some reason. Um, I've spent money buying a hundred and twenty dollar pair of jeans just because they were made in the USA, and that that was sold on GlennBeck.com on his uh, 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 you know website. 
you know, just because they were made in America. Yeah, it was an outrageous price, but they're good jeans. <laughs> One pair of good jeans for $120. Yes, sir. You have lost your fucking New York market. Damn, dude. Absolutely yeah. not. If, if I had to say, what's the problem? <laughs> I'm sorry. The most I've ever spent in my damn life for a pair of jeans was fucking maybe ten fucking dollars, and that was for a pair of huge Levi's. I was gonna say you bought wow. some Jordash, didn't you? They don't even make Jordash anymore. <laughs> Jordash basics. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm more. I, yeah, I can understand having decent clothes, but fuck, you can buy decent pair of clothes, and it's not that damn expensive. I, I, I agree. I, I do like nice shit, though. Um, when I was in high school, my dad was higher ranking in the Army. You know, it took him a lot of years to get there, but he was making good money. My stepmother at the time, because that's not my stepmother now, fucking, uh, she was working in the school district. She was making good money. So I was wearing all the newest kits, man. You know, that's just how it was. I like nice shit. I can't well, always buy nice shit, but when I can, when I have the extra money, I go do it. I mean, like, to me, that pickup truck sitting out in my front yard right now is a 2014 Ford F-150. F-150 is my favorite truck of all time. I would much rather have picked up the 2017 F-150, but guess what? I didn't have 2017 F-150 money. I did have 2014 F-150 money, though. And that payment still sucks. Well, we'll see. I can get that. I can get that you bought something newer that you use every day for you to make money. But to me, buying clothes that's $120 or anything like that, just to wear maybe six or seven times in the course of six months, that just personally to me makes no damn sense. I get what you're saying. That is totally awesome. Just for me living up here in the mountains where I live, Give me, let me go to a damn Rams Rack or a thrift store and give me uh, 30 bucks and I'll walk out looking like a damn uh, uh, celebrity by the time I get them home cleaned and situated and not even spend half the money that all these other people do on the brand new stuff. So, no, I get that. And that's, uh, <laughs> and that's responsible living, living on a budget and within your means. So I completely understand that. And when I say I do something like that, you have to understand that it's not all the time. Oh, but I know. I know. When, 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 I, when I get a chance to do it, man, we all like nice shit. Like, you motherfuckers are playing PlayStation 4s. I got a 3 that's as old as my daughter that I can't even play anymore because my goddamn Call of Duty Ghost is stuck inside it. I made a choice to buy different shit. I haven't invested in the 4 yet. It, it will happen here eventually. But, you know, yeah, by the time the five comes in. Outstanding, you know, and, 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 and I'll Skip be ready a whole to four with you. <laughs> That's crazy. No, I, my, my thing is, check this out. We're, we're talking about clothing in here, man. Have, have you guys seen those guys on TV or, like, do you know anybody who's, like, shoe collecting? That epidemic is fucking crazy, dude. I see people at the mall lined up for let's say a pair of nikes that are coming out or a pair of dcs that are coming out i mean oh, fucking people spending like a hundred all right for instance jordan's the last jordan's i ever owned were i want to say 
the seventeens. I know you guys don't keep up with Jordans, but I don't even know what number they're on now. Yeah, I was wearing this shit back in the eighties and nineties. My dad was stationed in Korea for a year. I had a different pair of Jordans for every day of the week. Yeah, that shit to me is crazy because, like, when I was working at the Nike factory out here in Vegas and stuff, we actually got comp a pair of shoes every six months. But I would see customers come in on a daily basis, man, talking like, oh, do you have this pair? Do you have this pair? I'm like, yeah. Dude, they would go in, grab one box, and they're like, oh, do you have this and this color? Yeah, I got this and this color. They grab that box. They walk out with five pairs of the same fucking shoe. Nice. And I'm like, and, but I'm talking, dude, these shoes are 150 fucking dollars a pop. I'm like, who the fuck in their right mind would spend that much money and we're talking the kid looked like he wasn't doing shit i mean either he was skateboarding he was spending dad's money well i'm saying it's it's fucking crazy and that's like women dude like women for instance now women i can understand they gotta have a shoe that matches the outfit or whatnot but look at kim k dude or like one of the keeping up with the kardashians have you seen these bitches closets dude fucking almost like you can look on the floor and I'm not saying it's the same shoe by the same company, but if you look at their fucking shoes, they almost look identical. And it's fucking crazy that people are earning money like this in the world, and there are people out there struggling to fucking make ends meet to put food on the table, yet a little fucking 17-year-old or 18-year-old punk kid who has, again, here we go, hand-me-downs, they're not earning their shit, fucking go in the store and spending a thousand to two thousand dollars on fucking shoes man that shit has me pissed off right see to me that doesn't piss me off the only the only thing about that that pisses me off is that same kid when they get out on their own is going to understand why they can't purchase those things anymore i don't have a problem with it my problem would lie more with the parents did said kid earn that hey son You've done this, 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 and this for me this week like I asked you to do without complaining or bitching. Here, here's my credit card. You have a $1,000 limit. Go buy all the Nikes you want for that kind of money. I don't have a problem with that. Like, Lady knows, and this goes back to, I think, what you said, Sid, uh, with your little girl. Lady knows I can have the money in my pocket. But ask me for some shit, and you ain't done shit to earn shit. My right. answer is always no. She'll tell you. If she was standing right here right now, she would tell you I am the king of no. In fact, she hears no well more than she ever hears yes because she needs to understand that she has to earn. I have to earn, so she has to earn. Now, I'll come home from work some night. Ain't shit done in this house at all. She's been here all day. Daddy, can I have... No. No. Can I have my dishes done? Can I have all your shit picked up off my floor? But there's other times I'll come home, and, and she's taking the time. She's swept the whole house up. She's done all the dishes. Table's cleared cleared off. You know, she's, she's gone out of her way to do stuff. And then the next time we're in the store, I said, Daddy, can I have this? Yes, absolutely you can. So that she understands you have to earn shit. And I'll tell you what I started doing this, because I used to spoil her a lot. Until um, uh, me and her mom had first split up. And, uh, dude, I was struggling. I mean, I was struggling hard. We stopped at a, at a, at a you know, gas station convenience store type place. 
And um, I had money to put $5 gas in my car. And that's the car that frankly got repoed. That's how fucking bad I was doing at the time. And uh, she says, Daddy, can I get a milkshake? I, no, I don't have the money for that lady. Well, it's okay. You just give them the card and they give it to you for free. Because she goes to her grandmother's house where they all live off the goddamn system and get whatever they want handed to them. So she has no concept that no... Danny doesn't get public assistance. I don't get a food stamp to help me put food in your belly. Fuck, I don't even get child support for this kid, okay? I'm doing it all on my own. If I don't have the money for it, that's just... Dude, I snapped so hard over that it's free, just show them your card. I lost my mind over that, and since then, I've gotten a lot harder on her with things of this nature. No, you cannot have that. You didn't earn that. And it started to work. It started to click a little bit, which is frankly fucking great. Right. Well, that go, basically for what we're all basically putting out there, there is a big difference in schooling and there's a big difference in teaching your children or anybody that is learning any of this uh, the proper right way to do it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We... We, we're not trying to raise entitled children, you know, get a, get your ass out there, work, earn it. You know, I, I've told a story before about, you know, my girlfriend saying the kids didn't, you know, they shouldn't have to mow or uh, shovel the fucking snow out of the driveway. And I'm like, why the fuck are you driving them 150 yards down the goddamn road to the bus stop? If they can't shovel the driveway, you shouldn't have to drive them out of said driveway to the fucking bus stop. Which is right. just over a football field away. But this is this is where parents are the problem. Just as much as these entitled little goddamn kids. And that day I ended up calling my daughter myself on her phone. Hey, shovel the goddamn driveway. Wasn't a request, it was an order. Exactly. Yeah, that, I've, I've sat here and thought about it. And I, I've got... I mean, I've got an almost eight-month-old young TJ, as everybody probably has heard about on this podcast. Sure. So, I mean, me and Jessica sat, talked about it, everything, you know. And when I was when I was growing up, hell, we we mentioned earlier about pitching a temper tantrum. I firmly believe, and people get mad at me on this podcast. I really don't give a shit. You don't like us? Fucking unfollow us. But anyway, short, easy, simple. When I was young, you had to do anything and everything that your parents primarily could to be able to help them because my parents, and I didn't know it as a youngin', uh, worked for $5 a freaking hour back then just to raise me. There was times that my mother would cook, and I remember looking back, my mom and dad would be eating Roman noodles, macaroni and cheese, and canned ham just so I could have what I wanted to eat. Chicken nuggets, uh, fried potatoes, all that stuff. So many people in this world anymore sit here and think, oh, well, you know, you can go to the college and do this, do that. That's one thing that kind of irks me a little bit because I'm, I'm the type of person whenever I grew up, yeah, every young and every person thinks this at a certain age and point in their life, especially whenever you start becoming an adult, that, oh, my parents don't know anything that they're talking about. I can make this much money 
and live on my own at 16, 17 years old, working at a fast food joint, thinking, oh, life's just going to be so simple and easy and normal to the point. And you come to find out that your parents literally busted their ass and shit just so you could have any damn thing to have in your life. So, and, but going back to what I was saying, because I seen Nate, Nate uh, basically just grabbed him a drink. I know you was listening, brother. But, uh... Hey, man, I had to go take a leak. You leave me the hell alone. I, <laughs> it looked like you was grabbing a drink. Well, yeah, but, when I came back, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot a drink. So I went back. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to what I was saying, because I know you'll agree with this, and I know Joe does too, but I wanted you to hear it as well. With someone said earlier about pitching a tipper tantrum. Well, whenever I was a youngin', and as I was saying a minute ago, my parents, me growing up, were making $5 a freaking hour just for me to be able to live. Money back then is not the amount of money it is today that you can make per hour. Yeah, but, but, but it, it's, it used to stretch a lot longer, didn't it? Yes, a whole lot longer. You know, well, it, like inflation's I, a bitch, because I'm making... I ain't gonna tell you what I'm making because y'all be pissed off of me. Let's just say I'm making pretty decent money, um, and I'm still not making enough. Uh, with all the overtime I'm working this year, I I, I think I might clear forty thousand this year, which is the most I've ever made. I, right, and that's shitty, you know, because the most I made before that was I had a killer year selling cars. I made thirty six thousand that year, and you know, it, it, it it's just hard it's hard out there but back in the day i remember working at mcdonald's the minimum wage was 475 an hour you know what i mean now i was 16 years old and taken care of but anything <laughs> i wanted i could afford at 475 an hour a cassette right. tape you know they were transitioning to cds and such but i can go buy a cassette or even a cd and it would cost me what 10 11 bucks and it wasn't a big deal I can't download an album off of Google Play right now without paying anywhere between 11 and 18. And I right. don't even have the physical copy in my goddamn hands. Right, exactly. Well, back to what I was saying, and this is one thing that keeps me off about these school drop kids. Now, don't get me wrong, if your parents, just like my mom and dad, and every other parent wants to do the very best work, the best job they can get to support their family to the best of their ability, that is all well and good and fantastic. Sure. But, but back then, and this is one thing, that, as I was trying to say a minute ago, it makes me mad. Both of my parents ended up, uh, whenever, uh, before they got together, done like I did. They quit school, but they went and got their GDs and was trying to work the best they could to support anything to support their family up here in the mountains if you don't work for the state you don't work in a fast food restaurant you don't work in christmas trees you ain't working nowhere up here period in story in discussion or you have to drive out of town just to find a job sure well when i was little my parents sacrificed so much because they would make five six dollars an hour uh, work all day long, come home late at night, I would look at the dinner table and I would eat, I would have what I wanted, chicken nuggets, macaroni and cheese, fried potatoes. I'd look at mom and dad, they'd be ramen noodles, uh, 
spam and uh, mac and cheese theirself. But that's what they had every night, just so I could have what I wanted. And a lot of people don't look at that no more, seeing that, oh, parents actually go through this just so they can give their children what they want. And it being so entitled anymore, saying, oh, you've got to go to college, you've got to do this. Yeah, that's all well and good, but anymore, a damn college degree doesn't matter. Well, and that's what makes me so damn mad. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The college degree matters, but you got to go into the right goddamn field of study. I mean, if you go into, you know, the ethical studies of the hardships of the Native American, guess what? You're not going to get a fucking job doing anything but flipping goddamn burgers. Yep. You know, you, you need to go to something that's actually going to amount to something. Go to fucking trade school. Do something. I mean... I could be working in the healthcare field, but I blew my back out, you know, so I'm not doing that anymore. I made the transition to factory work after five years of rehabbing my back and doing sales jobs, you know, any little bullshit job I can find. And I'm, I made good money in sales, you know, I'm a good talker. I, shit, I've, I've sold Kirby vacuums at top, top price, no discounts, you know, $2,500 cash deals. I've done that before. I paid over a thousand dollars selling one Ford Mustang. I have done that. I'm able to do that. I didn't enjoy doing it, but I was good at it. I enjoy what I'm doing now because finally I'm in fucking charge. (laughs) Right. But at the same time, you know, factory work wasn't something I I aspired to. You know what? When I grow up, (laughs) I'll work in a factory. No. I plan to work in 20 years for the United States government as the United States Army soldier, retiring and living on retirement the rest of my life. Didn't work right. out that way. I made decisions that it, it didn't work out that way. I got out, you know, before 10 years. Because in my mind, I was like, well, if I get out before 10, I won't have to retire. Right. And I've been struggling ever since. But you know what? I don't ask for help. And I, now, I have gotten help before when me and uh, my daughter's mother were together. We got assistance. And I was still working all the fucking time. Now it's just because I'm a dude with a dick. They won't give me any help. You make too much and, you know, you're a dude with a dick. You can make (laughs) babies, but you can't have them. (laughs) Right. Joe, what's your opinion? Uh, Do you, I mean, have you had to struggle or go through any of that? No, I I struggled back when my daughter was first born. I mean, I had to be a cab driver for a while. Uh, Actually, I was in... Uh, the tank business out there in Lima, Ohio, or Lima. Some people pronounce the Lima. I call it Lima. The, the uh, tank business. You were you were licking tank. You get you get paid. No, you I was tank? actually making like oil tank rigs. Oh, you tank. Used to see. Tank. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah, you tank said, rigs. I, I thought you said tank. You know. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I thought I you was, were licking dudes tank for money. I mean, if there's good money, let me know. Yeah, no, it was actually pretty damn good money for me. I never made more than seven and a quarter an hour, and when I got brought in, hell, entry level for me was eleven twenty-five an hour. We're talking sixty-four hour weeks. Fuck, that's and better than I my four like, operators was like, make right now. Yeah, I was like, cool. I was like, right on, and uh, I did that for a little while, and then I got offered. Uh, they wanted to open up a graveyard shift. Like a third shift, basically, and no one volunteered to uh, want to run the shift. And I'm like, well, what do you got to do to run the shift or whatever? They're like, well, first of all, we'll give you keys. And then you just be in charge and make sure everybody does their work. And you'll be in charge of basically laser cutting the plates. I'm like, 
So pretty much the same thing I'm doing, just being in charge of a shift, making sure everybody's doing their shit and having a set of keys. Yeah, pretty much that's it. And I was like, all right, cool. Sign me up. I did probably a week of that, and I was still at 11 a quarter. Then the following week, when I looked at my paycheck, I was like, this has got to be wrong. And I went to my boss, and I was like, you know, Steve, is this wrong? He was like, no, he goes, I forgot to give you a uh, foreman's pay. I'm like, well, how much does a foreman make? He goes, well, the fact that you're working late night, he goes, that's an additional dollar. He goes, the fact that you're a foreman now, he goes, that's an extra $5 on your paycheck. So I went from eleven twenty-five up to like eight, almost $18 an hour. And mind you, mind you, I was kicked out, expelled from the 10th grade. Like, I literally couldn't go back to school out here on the West Coast if I even tried to remotely get my GED. It's not happening this side of the Rockies, man. I literally have to go home and get it because of what I did back in the days. But all in the sense to say, you know, like like Bushy was saying, if you do go get a college education, make sure you're doing it in the right <coughs> field. Don't be like my cousin who did, I don't know how many years out here at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, that he has a degree, and yet he's... a not an instructor not even a professor he's not getting professors pay he's getting instructors pay at columbia green out there in uh new york and i just gotta say you know like sometimes you, it's all luck of the draw man if you're at the right place at the right time sometimes you can land gold and sometimes you can land shit you know you're definitely not gonna find something representing uh nature or nothing like that because hell nature jobs are probably like what one in every billion people get fucking hired for that shit. Yeah, and we don't even have a billion population, so hmm. I don't know. We have we have a good forestry uh, uh, program up here in uh, northern New York. They're always hiring forest rangers, and um, Paul Smith College is a great school for that. They specialize in both forestry and the culinary arts. That's why I know about the schools. I did look into the culinary program because I've always wanted to. You'll be professionally trained as far as cooking goes. But, but yeah, I mean, that speaks volumes. If you go to go to school, that's a great thing. But don't go to school because you want to be liberally indoctrinated and, 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 and get your degree in humanity. Get a degree in something that's going to matter. That might mean you have to go to more than a two-year school. I mean, if you're going to go to a two-year school, yeah, you could be an LPN. You could be an RN. If you go to a four-year school, you'd be a better paid RN. And if you go for a fifth year, you'd be a nurse practitioner, and they have the, uh, the, the they have the ability to prescribe medication. Um, or you go to eight years of school and, and become a doctor. You can go to six years of law school and be a lawyer, or you could just quit faking the funk and go out there and get these jobs that America needs to have done. And let's keep this fucking country moving. Right. You know, because America's made on the blood, sweat, and tears, you know, and, and the sweat of our brows and, the, you know, the pain in our backs. That's what it's made on. Yeah, these other corporate guys, they're making millions of dollars, and I don't give a shit. They've earned it. They decided they are going to go sit in a goddamn classroom eight, ten hours a day, five days a week. If they want to do it, please, by all means. I don't begrudge anybody for being a millionaire, except for rappers. Fuck those rappers. They pissed me off. Even Eminem. Fuck you. What? You can talk quick to a fake-ass drum beat. You don't have any real talent. I can talk quick. I talk quick every week. <laughs> Does that mean I deserve a multi-million dollar contract? 
No, no. But it is an art form, so they get paid for it. If you're good at something, get paid for it. And I tell you what, this is where Chris Rock screams truth. Whatever you're good at, get paid to do it. If you're good at sucking dick, bitch, get paid. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Let's move on to something else. because no, We've been talking politics for a minute. Even though it hasn't been politics, I would love to talk about Trump and how he kicked those collusion stories in the dick, even though they're trying to do this Donald Trump Jr. thing, which has been proven to be nothing. But 4th of July was last week. Uh, Mountain Man, that's why you were not here. We uh, decided to do two episodes a week before. Mountain Man, what'd you do for the 4th? I worked. Well, that was fucking boring. Joe, what'd you do for the 4th? <laughs> well, let's see. Um, I went out a couple of days uh, prior to the 4th of July. I got some fireworks from my baby niece when I got my check on the 1st. Uh, spent probably about $30 on what I would call baby fireworks. It was out here in Las Vegas. God forbid it's a... Uh, it's a crime if you have illegal fireworks and i'm talking illegal fireworks we're talking like the m80s the quarter sticks of dynamite whatever and the ones that you know bottle rockets that shoot up in the area you're not allowed to have any of that because we're so dry out here same in new york man we ain't dry it's just pussies out here so i get you yeah and it's crazy so i I basically put on a little show for her my two older nieces they went over to their fathers because he had the balls and the money to go spend $400 on illegals. He put on a nice little fire show there for them. And then come to find out, I'm like, oh, you know, I was like, I really didn't have nothing for the baby. Her two older sisters come home with about $100 worth of fireworks left over from his little show. And he basically made sure that the baby had some of hers. So we ended up drinking. Me and my sister, we were sipping. She was pounding. I was more babysitting some 151. We ordered pizza, we had a couple of her homegirls over, and we basically had a nice little barbecue and a nice party drinking. We hooked up the uh, PS4 out in the living room, did some karaoke off of YouTube, and pretty much had a good 4th of July, man. What about you? Oh man, nice. Uh, my, dude, mine was weird. Um, uh, I had a show that Sunday night, uh, about a half hour before I ended my show. I noticed this little kitten, the, the, the stray cat we had had three kittens. I was able to get rid of two of them. The cutest one was still here, and I decided I was going to keep them. Lady had actually named them Big Bushy. Uh, uh, about a half hour before my show was done, I noticed him like, <gasps> you know, breathing like in short, heavy spurts, and it was weird. You know, just weird. Why, why are you fucking struggling like this to breathe? So I picked him up in, in the middle of a music block and took him into lady and said, look, you stay with this kitten. This kid's only nine weeks old. Just stay with this kitten, love him up. I've got to finish my last half hour, I'll come get him. Finish up my show, go and grab the kitten. And like I said, I, I planned on keeping him, you know, long haired kitty. And I, I'm not a kitty fan, but I, I like this little fucker. He's really friendly. So like, yeah, I'm going to keep this cat. And he's still breathing, you know. <gasps> Weird. I open his mouth. I'm sticking my finger down his mouth. Is there something in his windpipe? You know, just trying to figure out what's going on. And I wasn't trying to choke the cat, but I wanted to make sure I saw it. So when I say sticking down his windpipe, I was pushing his tongue down. So I could see if there was anything in there. There was nothing obstructing his breathing that I could see. 
So I took him into the bedroom, you know, Jen was already asleep, and I lay down and I'm trying to cuddle this little kitten, he wanted nothing to do with me, he jumps on the floor with his mom, and his mom's kissing him and stuff, licking him, and I said, okay, and I went to sleep. Four o'clock to get up because Jen had to work, you know, at six o'clock Monday morning. So I'm, I'm running on two, three hours sleep now. I get up, look underneath my nightstand, neither cat's there. Okay, this is a good sign. Jen turns on the light. I looked under there with my phone. Jen turns on the light. And this little nine-week-old kitten was lying at the foot of my bed on the floor dead. It had suffocated. I was heartbroken. Jen was crying hysterically. The, the cat basically suffocated because I, I, I don't even know why. I don't even know why. So I ended up spending the third burying that cat outside in my yard. Uh, lady made a little marker for him, put a little cross together. I don't even know where she got the wood, but she put a little cross together and said, I love you, big bushy. And because that's what she was calling the cat. So I pounded that into the ground for her. We went to fireworks that night. Um, it was really somber. I, I, I didn't care. I didn't expect to get that choked up over a little kitten. Because I don't give a fuck about cats. Yeah, I won't even slow down if a cat runs out in front of my truck. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I don't care. If it's a dog, I'll probably hit a telephone pole. But All right. with, with a cat, I don't care. This, this one, it, it really bothered me. So the third sucked. You know, we went to fireworks and we weren't really into it. And by the time, maybe five minutes before the grand finale, it started raining and it was just bad experience. However, the fourth was much better. It was much better. We didn't get a chance to cook out because Jen had to work all goddamn day. But we went up to Alexandria Bay up there in the Thousand Islands to a Bolt Castle. And if you ever get a chance to look up Bolt Castle, it is a, it is a beautiful place. I'm biased because I grew up in Germany, so I've seen castles that have stood anywhere from 200 years to 900 years. But it, but it is a castle, it is pretty. Fireworks over the castle, beautiful time, me, Jen. Actually, here, here's a shocker, her daughter was with us, you know, so I got to talk mm. with her a little bit, because that's where our problem is with Jen actually moving back in is with her daughter. You know, so so we got to hang out a little bit. So the fourth was 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 really a really really a good day. The the morning of the third sucked, but not bad, not bad at all. Dub, how was work? The same old, same old. Dealing with guests that don't know anything except for trying to get out of paying for a room. Same old stuff. <laughs> same old shit, pretty much. Oh yeah, well that, that, that's a great story. Thanks for contributing to this podcast, Dick. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Bushy, how can you not like pussy, bro? I mean, whether it's a male or female, you know, you were like, oh, you know, you didn't, you didn't feel nothing. But no, that that's a sad little story, man. I mean, I'm not a cat person myself. Um, I'm definitely allergic to cats. And uh, I mean, still, I, I, I care about, you know, they, they have lives, you know. They have like a little soul and stuff. And then the fact that he was only nine weeks old. I mean, he was either, you got to look at it one of two ways. He was either born with a defect or whatever. There was possible lung issues or whatever. I mean, you did what you could for him. You looked down his air pipe, you didn't see nothing wrong. And, you know, maybe he jumped off you to go be with his mom one more time before he knew he was going to go. Yeah, it was it was rough because the cat's been perfectly healthy the whole time. It was literally 
a half hour before I ended my show. It was like 11.30 at night, Sunday night. I'm looking at this kit, and it's like, why the hell is it breathing that way? And, you know, 15 minutes before my show ends, after I already handed them off to Lady, she's in her bed crying because he jumped off of her. He's on the floor, and he's meowing. I had never heard that cat meow at all. So he was in obvious distress, and she's crying like, what's wrong? He's in pain. I, I didn't know what to do, and maybe that's why I felt so bad, because it was a baby, you know, and I did want to keep him. I, I've got a cat. This bitch, you know, she likes me, I like her, but, like, she's not sitting in my lap right now. She's over across the way on the back of the couch sitting in the windowsill, because that's the relationship we have. She'll come hang out with me for a minute and then leave me the fuck alone, which is fine. You know, I named her after a Chinese dish. Fuck her. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not a cat fan. I call her number seven. You know, that's a General So's chicken. I, I, my girlfriend got mad. Why you call her that? You know, have you had chicken that chewy ever in your life before? Of course not, because it's fucking cat. But I, I have one, but this one I wanted to keep. Now, the positive side to this story is I was able to get rid of the mother. So, so that's the positive I bring from that. Hey, and by the way, where you spent the forfeit, what, what what was the name of that place again up there in New York? Alexandria Bay. Alexandria Bay. All right, cool. Yeah. Thank you. I was yeah. um looked that up. Bolt Castle. B O L D T. Bolt Castle. Now, I thought you were meaning actually on the day of the Fourth of July. If you were asking about my little vacation, that's exactly what I was that. fucking talking about, dickhead. That's why we didn't do a show. Welcome back, well, Mountain Man. <laughs> you said, what did you do for the 4th? That literally means on the 4th. No, it doesn't literally mean on the 4th. It means for the 4th. <laughs> um, basically, pretty much for us, uh, uh, you two have heard of uh, me and Jessica talk about our camping area, Harper's Creek. Uh, we went down there. They have a family reunion every first Sunday of July. So this year it fell on the second. We went down there, spent the weekend, had DJ down there. He got spoiled rotten. We went riding four wheelers, dirt bikes, same old, same old. Nice, nice. Boy, that sounds like a damn good time. I, didn't, I ain't rode shit. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think I rode Bob Woman on the floor. God damn. Good job, son. <laughs> wow, no, no pussy on the fourth. Damn, don't don't feel bad, Bushy. I, I'm with you, brother. I haven't had pussy since fucking New Year's. So actually, before New Year's, huh? Oh, I'm, so. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I I fucked my woman on the couch yesterday while we were watching movies. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually thinking about doing one of those uh, Ukrainian brides for sale. You know, you kind of get them over here in the U.S., marrying them so they get their free transportation, yeah, get a little bit no, pussy on no. the side. Because, dude, they're going to divorce you once their visas are good, man. Once they got their green card, they don't need you no more. So here's the deal. Yeah, like, well, just, shit, hook just, me up first. Just go buy a pocket pussy. You'll be all right. I was thinking about it, I was thinking about buying the Tegan Presley's van. I think it's for sale for like 25 bucks over here in the adult store. So I was thinking that shit. <laughs> God, it, it's, it's pretty fast. Well, no, see, here, here's the thing. I mean, it, it, oh, yeah, please, gonna... please try to justify this shit. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to justify this. Let's put it this way. My little, I had a little fling thing that I was talking to out in Florida. What? And, uh,. Come to find out, I think her baby's daddy found out that we were talking, saw her Facebook messages and shit, and she basically has me blocked 
or whatever on Facebook. She hasn't called since, wow, I want to say two Wednesdays now. So, yeah. Oh, shit. Did I call this? Did I call this? Remember what I said when we were recording our second episode? Bam! I am the fucking man. Uh, you're the man, bro. So yeah, <laughs> see, since since known so home record, I, I knew not to get too attached though. So all is good. So, but I did friend this one girl on Facebook. To come to find out, she's uh she knows another DJ that's at that other station I was talking about uh, a couple of months ago. Um, and she has a friend that lives out here in Vegas, and she's single. I just don't like how her name middle name is Twiggy. And the fact that her hair color and her facial complexion is about the same as Twiggy's, but for the most part, she looks pretty decently hot. So I'm going to try to fuck with her, see she friends me on Facebook. If she does shit, might invite the bitch to go check out Hemlock with me or whatever. You know what you do? Why don't you do shit the old-fashioned way, motherfucker? Go to a library. Go to a coffee shop. Library, I can't read. Bar, anything. Meet women the real way. No one said you had to read to go to a library. Look at a picture book. Well, no, that, that's, that's oh, the sad part. No, but here's the thing, because I've always gotten shit for not being able to read. Like, I can actually read, but if I'm looking at a book, like, there are a lot of novels out there that I would like to read. Some, a lot of them, Tom Clancy's. And, uh, they don't have pictures. I lose interest, because it's hard for me to picture images with just words like it, it's very hard for me to do that i've always struggled back in school when i used to have to like i don't know if you guys ever did that i'm, I'm sure bushy never had a problem doing that but you had to get up in front of the classroom and uh, like for instance i think it was history class i know and then my modern english class i struggle going up there and reading whatever a paragraph a page or a chapter in front of the classroom like i could never speak to like you know a crowd of maybe 20 people like it, it was fucking weird but yet i can go and do karaoke in front of 100 people which is i don't know like i never grasped that concept and i've always been picked on for that a lot of people were like oh you know you can't fucking read blah 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 and i just think it's my short attention span when it comes to books like i can read a magazine but if the story doesn't catch my eye and there's not a story behind it or pictures behind it I'm not reading it. Like gaming for, uh, gaming for, and former <coughs> magazine. Sorry, I'm tongue twisting. Um, like the articles, there'll be like some that will have a picture of the video game, and then there's some that the video game was so bad that they just had the little article. I'm more captured by the picture and the article that's associated with it versus just the article. So I can't read a fucking newspaper unless it has a damn picture representing the story. That's insane. I I can't tell you this. I actually uh, hate public speaking, or did, in high school, uh, my senior year, um, because I'm really bad at math. Uh, So uh, my original uh, plan was to get a Regis Diploma here in New York State by having three years of math and three years of science. After finishing geometry, barely passing, I canceled taking trig. And I tried chemistry, and I bombed the hell out of it because it was too much math. So my senior year, while everybody was you know, had a half-day schedule, I had a full schedule. I had to find a way to meet those requirements to get that Regis diploma. So I actually took two English classes, 
my uh, senior year, I took you know, English 12, which was the required class. And then when they called English 5, it was a lot of fun. You know, we did radio for 10 weeks. We did TV for uh, 10 weeks. Actually recorded uh, uh, a representation of, uh, of Citizen Kane, you know, for those of us in uh, that English class. But we also did a literature block, and one of our uh, requirements was to get in front of the class and read a passage from a book that we were reading at the time. And I, I had whatever book I was reading, I think it was a Piers Anthony book, so I like, I, I like fantasy a lot. And, uh, dude, I got points deducted because my knees were shaking. You could actually see my knees bouncing. What, you know, because I was wearing shorts, it was like May. You know, and I hate public speaking then. I've always read very well. I have a good command of the English language, even though I don't always show it. But I'll tell you what, up until I discovered social media and YouTube and such, I, I was not very good at it. I, I couldn't do it, even though I'm a great reader. I, I read books all the time. In fact, I hate people that flip their little Kindle fucking pages. I want to punch those people in the face and slap them with a paperback or a hardcover. Right. I mean, but what's up with that, man? Like, I, I see these people when they, like, I don't know, you go to public places like what a park and you see... What are you doing, see... Mountain Man? Sounds what? like he's sleeping. Uh -huh. I'm sorry, I was asleep. Y'all were talking about school. Well, see, oh, this, look this at him. Yeah, wow, that, 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 that was fucking, fucking guy. Shit. Yeah, because I was going to say, this would be a good little topic to talk about, because I know, like I said, back uh, in school... Did I use a big word? I said, well, not good, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I think back in school, I, shit, I would say 15 and a half was when I started, you know, getting sexually active or whatever. I would say I was mainly focused on the girls in school, man. I didn't care fucking less for any class in there. The, the one thing I hated about high school was here's the last portion of school you needed before you either opted not to go to college or to go to college. And every day when I went to class, I would always hear, let's talk about yesterday. Let's talk about yesterday. Let's talk what we did about last week. I got to the point, man. I'm in, I'm in a world history class. Mr. Erickson, I remember his name because that's a fucker to expel me. I sat there. I remember one day I was talking to this nice girl look, that was look, a student. Look, it's really bad because Dub is making fucking tater tots in the microwave. I heard it beep. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you that I, this conversation, you're going to look at me and say, what do you think about school? And I'm going to say, fuck you both, I ain't talking about school. No, <laughs> <laughs> nice. there, is, there is this nice Hawaiian girl, she, you know, he sat her right behind me, so I'm checking her out, you know, thick girl, you know, Sin doesn't like his girl skinny, and I mean, God, I mean, this girl had a rack on her for 16, and I'm sitting there talking to her, you know, trying to get to know her, I'm like, hey, you know, welcome to, you know, school, whatever. Teacher gets in my face, dude. He's like, you're interrupting my class. And I'm like, you're talking about the same thing we talked about yesterday. And you're talking about the same god darn thing again. It's yesterday. And I told him, I'm, so, I'm sorry to say, what the fuck does world history and what Christopher Columbus did in 1492 supposed to help us in 2000? I was uh, like, and, see, and I, and I, I I'm about smelt to them. chew you up and spit you the fuck out right now. You can't, but I, I sat there and <laughs> I never understood what, what yesterday had to do with fucking tomorrow. And not only did I interrupt his lecture or teaching, 
I also called him out on a fucking damn Jim Bean that I smelled on his breath. I was like, dude, I was like, second of all, I was like, if you're gonna get in my face, I was like, make sure you use some breath mint or something. I was like, you reek of fucking alcohol. And the minute I said that, he's like, go out to uh, to the hallway or whatever and go down to the principal's office. I'm like, fuck you, I ain't going. And he was like, you want me to call security? I was like, go right on ahead. So uh, they called security. Oh, you go up in security? That's funny. We had yeah, a principal, had uh, Bob Melia. I actually have him on my Facebook page. He was a he was a New York cop for a while. Then went into education. I watched this dude headlock a fucking kid that tried to jump bad on his ass and throw him into a locker, slam him on the floor, and then escort his ass out. You, wow. security? No, I come from the old school. Oh, really? I got paddled in school by the teachers. There was no security. It was called, we handled that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same here, but the difference was every single time they tried to paddle me, mom stopped them before they even got to. Yeah, shit. My dad said, yeah, paddle them. Oh, my mom would. If, if it had been something that was my fault, yeah, my mom would tell them to go ahead. Oh, it was your fault, you're entitled bitch. You just lied. Really? Mom? <laughs> Come here. Come here. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, he, uh, he, he, he had to get a special no, guest. Call his mom in. Uh, you ever Mommy's got to save him, you know that? When they were in elementary, when they were in elementary school, ever let them paddle me for a reason that I did that I didn't mean? Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that nah. bullshit. I got paddled after explaining to my dad later. And that was in North Carolina. What what, what was going on in the pussy-ass mountains? Because this was down at uh, uh, Fayetteville. Well, let me put it to you this way. Every time they wanted to paddle me was because I was defending someone that was being picked on or I would tell a teacher that they were wrong because they were doing something in school they wasn't supposed to be. So, yeah. In elementary I'm, school, how the hell do you know if it was wrong? Uh, TV, I got to play devil's advocate there. Building, smoking, uh, having uh, one of them little old school thermoses, drinking alcohol. Yeah, I'd call teacher out out on it whenever they start Teacher's lounge, man. They used to be allowed to smoke in the teacher's lounge. You're younger than uh, me, though, so... Not whenever I was young, but yeah. you got to think, I'm but, only 30. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you're a little bit younger than I am. So so, so the mountain man's a he, rat. He's the baby. He, he, he's a rat. That's what we just found out. He's ratting out the teachers and shit. No, I, <laughs> no, no, no. Here was the thing. I never messed with anybody in school until they started messing with me. I would sit there and observe and watch. So if somebody messed with me just because they didn't like me, they were going to have a whole amount of hell to pay before it was over with. Yeah, well, I completely understand that. You know we're just fucking with you. Oh, exactly. Well, see, that's one thing that I remember in school because, you know, all of us, I mean, you get in high school, you think you know everything. I was one of the, I, 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 I hated school. Couldn't stand it, absolutely despised it, never liked it. I hated school as much as I hate being in pain. I couldn't stand it. I'd sit there and pull pranks 90% of my time in school. By the time I got to high school, elementary school, I went at middle school, and I was more into football. But high school, Lord have mercy, how I didn't get on every night. <laughs> My whole high school career was playing sports, student government, banging hot chicks. <laughs> I loved school, man. I wish I could go back to school. <laughs> I would totally do it. Oh, hell yeah, I'd do it in an heartbeat, man. 
Well, you two can have it. I'll sit my ass at home. <laughs> That's I, I have, hilarious. That's hilarious. I, I got something I want to talk about that uh, kind of upset me. I want to say just a couple of days ago, uh, a friend of mine um, no, posted a video. A friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine. Yeah, I was an English major. That's what I was going to do in my life as English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> no, but a friend of mine posted a uh, video on YouTube, and uh, apparently he's being picked on on Facebook behind his back at that, and it pissed me off. I, I won't, I won't put his name on there, but but you know what I'm talking about. And it's it's a damn shame that people would have the audacity. Audacity, not audacity. Audacity, audacity. Remember, <laughs> I, I got slang issues. Damn, he's gonna do this the rest of the fucking show. I don't want to baby talk now. But no, he got picked on, and it's kind of fucked up because if you look at it, you know, there are people that are not born perfect in this world, man. I just want to say, for those people who are sitting there talking shit behind his back, at least do what he said in the video. At least have the balls to tell him in his face how you feel about him, so that way he may have the opportunity to at least come back at you, you know, respectfully or whatever. Because he respects everybody's opinion, whether he likes it or not, and that's what I like about this guy, man. And I just want to say, uh, you know who you are, because I know you're gonna be listening tonight, brother. If that shit happens again. Let me know who the fuck it is on my Facebook page. And best believe me and Bushy will get at their ass. You got that for sure. Well, calm, calm down there real quick. I, because I, I gotta know. You know, bullies. I don't give a fuck about bullies. We we've taken such a pussy approach to bullies these days. Um, I come from the school where if a bully was picked on, you punch the fucker right in the nose. Now yep. these little uh, uh, Facebook and YouTube bullies. What are you going to accomplish? Because I would happily go on there and do a YouTube video on my channel calling said pussy out, but that's all I can say is he's a pussy. Am I going to go to California or Oregon or fucking Minnesota, wherever this guy's from? Because I think I know who you're talking about. Am, am I going to go to one of these places to actually whoop this dude's ass? No. no. I, I'm not spending plain money. So... You know, this guy, I, I think he handled it well. Um, he, he handled it as well as he can. Now, there's going to be assholes out there, man. There's people living in their mom's basement being taken care of, and that's all they have because they know their life is pathetic. So all they have is to down on somebody else because they don't like the way they talk or because it's not fast enough or, you know, they don't agree with what they're saying. They're... This is a problem with social media, even though we're using it right now. This right. is a problem with it, is we've created a generation of keyboard warriors where it's easy to sit behind your screen and type hateful, vile shit, or even threatening things, you know, uh, degrading things. We can say whatever we want behind the safety of our keyboard because we know we know that nothing is going to come of it. What? You're going to get some posts against what you said? Next thing you know, that stuff's going viral and it ends up on HLN on a Monday morning. It's absolutely ridiculous. I come from the old school. 
handle it. Handle it. If you can't handle it, well, you know what? That's your problem. In my day, we handled bullies. I got bullied for a couple years by this asshole, man. And finally, at gym class, I snapped off and laid the motherfucker out. And I was terrified because this guy was a pussy. His brother, however, was no joke. <coughs> and he was the younger brother. And this guy, God rest his soul, he actually died in a logging accident a couple years ago. But this guy was a badass. He whooped more dudes' asses in this area than anyone else I had known. He was a badass. But his brother knew that and liked to fuck with me because I was a scrawny guy when I was in high school. Even though I was an athlete, man. But I, you know, basketball and track. It's not like I was pumping the weights in football. So I laid this motherfucker out, and when I got on that school bus that night to come home, I was terrified. Terrified. <coughs> and this dude walked up to me, two inches taller than I was at the time, looked me dead in the face with the nastiest look I've ever seen, and then stuck his hand out, shook my hand, and said, it's about time to knock that bitch out and walked away from it. Handle the bully. Social media, you can't handle the bully. You can either respond or not respond. Responding gets you nowhere because now you're in a Twitter war or a Skype war or a YouTube war or a fucking Facebook war and it gets you nowhere. I hate internet tough guys more than anything in the world. Right. Well, I, I grew up the same way as you up here, pretty much, but that was one of the things that I got in trouble for more than anything, because, you know, there's there's kids, people out there that just absolutely will not throw a punch and they get picked on so much. That's who I defended. I defended people that were smarter and didn't want to fight, or girls that were misunderstood, stuff like that. I got called my mother got called to the principal's office more than any parent in the entire world. And my mom would sit there, walk in the door of the principal's office. She knew him by first name. She'd walk in and say, was this my son's fault or was it someone else's fault? He would try to tell her it was my fault. She'd look at me, I'd shake my head no. And she'd uh, sit there and say, okay, uh, put your paddle down, you ain't touching him. And she'd take me and we'd walk right outside. He'd stand right in front of his window of the school, look right at me, give me a big hug, say good job for defending that person. We get the vehicle and go have ice cream. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I am all for defending the weak when you can because you could in that manner. Now, back in my day, you wouldn't get in trouble for fighting off a bully because nine times out of No, what happened, dude? Like, he lose connection? What? What's going on? she? Yeah, Bushy, I don't know if you muted your mic, bro. Could you hear me? Oh, God. Uh, well, we're going to keep on going here with the uh, conversation, I guess, or take a small break. Doug, uh, can you hear him me on, uh, man? You got me? Hello? What the literal fuck just happened? Jesus Christ, oh my God, I, I want to apologize for the technical difficulties. I don't know what these guys are doing in their fucked up part of the world. I can hear both of them talking. 
But apparently they saw me as being out of the conversation. I guess the bottom line is, bullies suck. Punch them in the fucking mouth. If they're a goddamn internet troll, fuck them. Who cares? They're probably just living in their parents' basement sucking baby dick. <sighs> okay, I had to get that off my chest. Trial. <laughs> Trial. Oh, this motherfucker. Trial. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm so angry right now. You guys don't even know. You do know because you guys know I'm the consummate professional. Sato's late. Sin's late. I'm not. Mountain Man decides not to show up. I'm here. So this really pisses me off to no end. Why, why don't you tell us how you really feel, dude? I, I God, I know, right? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Fuck's sake. All right. So, yeah, we, we, we addressed the uh, the thing about the guy that we're not going to say anything about, even though we love him and we're going to have him back. Oops, got let it out. <laughs> All right, Joe, you just got your dick played with, did you? No, not technically. Well, technically, if you look at it, yeah, I kind of got my dick played with. Uh, I had a... I don't know if you got a lot of people know, but I have kidney issues. Ever ha I've had them since I was a little kid. I've always had problems with my uh, kidneys, and I got me a nice size stone that uh, was to the point where I had to have it operated on. And unfortunately, they couldn't operate on it on Father's Day because the son of a bitch stone was up on the upper left hand corner of the kidney and on the back side to the point where they couldn't laser it. So they placed a stent placement in there for a couple of weeks and I just had a procedure done on Friday to where they were supposed to laser that sucker out and come to find out I have another stent put in there. Uh, I don't know to catch the stones from coming out or what the hell is going on. I don't know what the urologist wants to do. All I know is I have to give them a call later to find out what other things they need to do because I can tell you right now whatever he did to me on friday i'm in more pain than i originally was in on father's day so not even the pain medication i got is helping so wow. in, in other words if, if you think about it the pain i'm going through if best to describe it think of a wash rag that you would use like on your body i, I will hope you guys are using puffs or whatever like the little puffy thingies but old school like the wash rag and you're draining all the water out to dry it out like kind of air dry it and you would drain the water out that's what my kidney spasms feel like when they come on so and i don't know how the hell you guys are not hearing me but i probably had about four so far from doing this episode so yeah i'm just trying to hey, kindly hey, not let you guys know when, when, when i first started dating jen she had a kidney stone and she would still come over fuck pussy <laughs> no, this son of a bitch hurts, man. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what they did to it, but uh, it, it's pretty violently bad. So uh, I'm just hanging in there and keep my fingers crossed that uh, they did get it, and this stint is only in there to catch the stones or whatever. So I have no idea. Yeah, well, I absolutely hope you are too. I had a stone last year, and it was absolute bullshit. Is the mountain man even with us anymore? Then all this work to get us back on, and I'm not hearing him. I, I, I'm listening to what you are saying because I have no fucking clue what you talk about. I've never had a kid so. Yeah, well, yeah, listen here, youngin'. They suck. You don't want one. <laughs> yeah, you, 
Yeah, you, you, you know, you know that pain that your wifey went through, man, when she was giving birth to your son, DJ. Yeah. Times that about ten, brother. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, actually, she didn't, go through, she didn't go through that much pain because I just broke her water. Oh well, she's lucky she, she didn't go through that pain. But but no, they they rumor it, it for a guy. It's about as painful as going through labor, basically. So you yeah, got to picture trying when to push you pass the stone, not just what is hanging out in your kidneys. Yeah, no, dude, mine's right now hurts <laughs> like hell. Like I can feel that son of a bitch, dude. No bullshit, dude. I got like two months worth of fucking pain medicine, man, that I'm going through, and it's still not doing shit. Quit scoring the fucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm not snorting them shit. I wouldn't even try to do that shit, dude. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, God. Ball busting son of a bitch. Damn it, man. Gave away my secret, man. Fuck. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> We're going to have a very liberal minded fucking obvi- uh, audience anyway, because you're supposed to be the city boy, although. Pussy. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I had a sneeze there. But, uh. <laughs> we got. I, I have a lot of liberal-minded friends, and uh, I, I know that at least one of them tunes in, so I, I had to fuck with you a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know what happened there. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Skitter pal, meow, meow. Probably too. On rice bread. You two and really yes, need to come I said up rice. better than coffee and alphabet. Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't take my name in vain. Oh, no, wait, yeah, wait, okay. wait, I don't have a beard anymore. I'm a exactly. false messiah. Ah, but that works out because I was called Bushy Pussy Face. <laughs> yes, you were for a while there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that um, from uh, the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Love those guys. Yeah. Um, other, other than having that procedure done on Friday, which is crazy, I actually had the, the audacity to... Go. Audacity. Audacity, yeah. Not all. Not all audacity. Bob man, <laughs> by the way, can, can we give a fucking <laughs> Bob man said all audacity, yeah <laughs> Anyway, I had the gall to go out to uh downtown Las Vegas event center knowing that this venue was outdoors I actually went then checked out uh the Deftones with Rise Against, I didn't stay for Rise Against because uh, for some strange reason uh, Deftones and Rise Against on this tour, they've been swapping of who was going to be the headliner and unfortunately, well fortunately for me, Deftones actually ended up he- uh, co-headlining the show which means I didn't have to stick around for Rise Against. Oh, Let me boy, just you say, probably missed out. Oh, I didn't miss out shit, trust uh, I'm me. I'm sure I you did. I've seen no, the Deftones, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, the the three bands that were there, Frank, uh, Eru, and The Patients, and Thrice put on a hell of a show that they did. Thrice started, you know, trying to get people involved, you know, getting moss and crowd surfing a little bit. I, I look at it, Chino stole the show, drunk and all, you know, he came out there, was drinking his brand of brew, what they got. Fuck and, Chino! Uh, yeah, it, it was it was a badass show, sound quality wise, performance wise, it was badass. Um, I could tell you right now, the venue though did not do anything whatsoever to cool us the fuck down. You had bottled water going for four dollars. You had your That's Budweiser, 
Bud, Budweiser Bud Lights going for about eight. And mind you, there are twelve ounce bottles, not the sixteens. And then, of course, you had their brand of beer, damn near going. I think up what I heard was sixteen dollars. So yeah, refreshments were outrageously priced. There was no miss for the crowd. Like there were people smoking weed there, drinking. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, it is 112 degrees out here. And you're asking You ain't sharing your fucking weed and your beer. No, I was I ain't stupid enough to man, my ass is scrawny as shit, dude. One beer, one joint, man, I would have been going to the hospital for dehydration and being passed out. I was good on that. <laughs> um pussy. My, no, my man, it, do you see why I don't like City Boys? Did you just hear that shit? Yes, I did. <laughs> but no, it, it, it was... Go, it was go ahead, Chad. I'm going to bust your little balls, but go ahead. It, it, it's fine. No, it was a good show nonetheless. I mean, I got some merch from there and uh, helped spread word for our station or whatever. And, uh, nice, nice. Had, nice. A, had a good time. And, oh, uh, oh you, bought, you bought band merch? Yeah, I brought some band merch, man. Sweet, yeah, sweet. Spent, Look, let me, let, it, let me interrupt you right now for this reason or this reason only in this day and age whether it's a national act or whether it's a local band trying to get to the national stage when you go and see these guys buy merch that's where they're making their money okay they're not making their money on ticket sales they're not making their money at the venue no matter how much beer you drink they're not making money buy the merch that's where it's coming from so Props to you, brother. Glad you did that. Yes, I got me a got me a little Deftone bandana. You guys were picking on me before we went live on the podcast here. Uh, kind of trying to look like a little cholo. Got me an actual tour shirt with some what surprise. What the fuck are you Puerto Rican, not Mexican? What? What? What the fuck is that? You keep saying that word. Oh, we're, we're, why? Let, let, we're let, not, let me let me let me help you out. Let me help you out. I, I know what a cholo is, and it ain't a fucking Puerto Rican, it's a Mexican. How the fuck you try to act cholo? <laughs> it's where you hang your pants low, you know, you, you sag your pants, you wear your, you know, white beaters, you tuck in your white beaters with your khaki slacks from Dickies, of course, and then you wear, you know, if you got the balls enough, you wear some Doc Martens or you wear all black shoes, and then, like I said, the tannish khaki looking pants and then you got the white beater as we all know it's a tank top okay can, can i We're, stop you can i stop you before you get ahead. to the bad dad of the way you wore it i'm gonna help the mountain mount out hey uh mountain man have you ever seen a single solitary suicidal tendencies video yes that's a cholo might be weird dresses as a cholo okay well my mom just hollered across the house you just described the fucking inmate. That that's pretty much how they do it, man. Yeah. But that's that's kinda accurate, yeah, yeah. Racist! Racist! I, I don't associate myself with this show anymore. Yeah. That that's not racist. My mother was a prison guard, so she she just hollered. That sounds like an inmate. Uh-huh. It, it it probably is. Now uh Sid, I Why? You, you know you know I'm not a Oh, my mom said, do you know why in prison they wear their pants like that, sagging down past their ass Yeah, 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 we know they're open for dick. Yeah, we know, we don't. That we means know. they're available. Yeah, yeah, we know all about that rumor. Wow. I, I, I've, got, <laughs> I've got to get back to this uh, 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 Deftone show, because I really want to bash it. However, 
Finn's a fucking fan, so I don't want to bash it just because that's my opinion. Tell us the cool thing that happened, man, because I saw, I saw the seat you had, or when I say seat, I saw you were located because it wasn't a seat. Um, yeah. I, I saw the way the stage was set up, the way the gates were set up. You got to touch hands with Chino. Yeah, right? got, got to touch hands with Chino. I want to say I was about anywhere between nine. There were about nine to 12 people maybe in front of me to where the actual front of the thing is. If you check out my my personal page, you can actually see that the stage was kind of set. There's one side, left side was a set of crowd, and then you had the right side. The middle was this walkway all the way to the sound booth where the engineers are at and everybody that, you know, puts on the show, your lights and stuff like that, effects. And it's funny because during, I want to say it was like the eighth song in the set, he comes out with one of his classic hits, Knife Party, and really started getting the crowd really into it from that point. And he jumps down in the crowd, starts towards the left side first, and it climbs up and gets a couple of people singing the chorus, you know, go get your knife, go get your knife. Comes back, you know, stands in the middle for a little bit, sings the next verse, comes back on the right side, he's doing the same thing on the right side. And I'm like, shit, at this point, he's about three to four people away from me. And I'm like, I'm like sitting here, I'm like, damn, but these idiots, man. From the pit, whenever you see somebody famous, of course, the whole crowd wants to get as close as possible. Mind the little motherfuckers that are right next to the barricade yeah, yeah, are getting fuck smushed. These scumbags. I don't care. I would so, crush you like a fucking pea to get to who I wanted to see. I, I, I'm sitting there getting crushed at this point, and mind you, I'm not in the best health condition. I shouldn't even be in this fucking pit, but like I said, Deftones got me basically into the alternative new metal scene back in the day. Gotcha. And... I'm sitting there trying to hang on. I'm trying to grab my phone because I'm like, shit. I'm like, he's going to come right by me. I'm going to miss this opportunity. Trying to grab my phone. And I realize I'm like, shit, I'm stuck. I'm not going to be able to grab my phone. This fucker comes right by. There's two girls that had their hands out, walked right by him, just ignored them. Everything, mind you, they were fat and ugly. And then comes by me. I got my hand stuck. I wasn't even paying attention. Smack. I was like, damn, this fucker just smacked my hand. I was like, right the fuck on, bro. And he went back about maybe 35, 40 rows back and, you know, sung for the middle of the crowd. And then he came back, you know, up on stage, finished his song off, did another deep cut. I forgot what track it was. But then he did three fucking classic songs, which was Back to School, uh, Be Quiet, Drive Far Away, and there was another one I forgot for the life of me. I have short-term memory loss, but... It, it was to the point where it was a terrific show for anybody who bashes Chino, you know, not being for for liking ponies or whatever it is. He's actually a decent enough guy that a lot of bands don't do that shit. Half the shit he was doing, a lot of musicians are like, fuck that. And I just want to laugh at some of these Vegas people. I don't know who and why they were paying a hundred and fifty fucking dollars. To see the Deftones and Rise Against. They can. But here's the thing. I paid $32 and I met a couple of people that were sitting over by the merch table who paid $150 that never even remotely got towards the pit. I don't know if that's what they wanted or they just didn't want to deal with the crowd. But what I'm saying is for the price I paid, you guys have seen the video. 
I have fucking a decent standing spot. I wasn't moving that bitch. No, no, so. it was absolutely good. Here's here's my question. Did this grown ass man get up there on stage and say, Do you like horsies? No, he didn't ask if he liked horsies. He he did mention though that it was fucking cold. But he said it like a joke, you know, to kind of like get yeah, us yeah, to be like, oh, yeah, fuck going. you, you know, yeah, yeah, he was kind of like, fuck you, but no, all in all, man, it was a great show, Abe killed it on the drums, Frank Delgado, man, spinning, doing his keyboard thing, man, the whole fucking band just, it, they literally, when I tell you they stole the show, they stole the show, after that, I'm not too much of a Rise Against fan, I, I'll kid you not, my my body gave in a little bit to the point where I started feeling uncomfortable, and I was like, man, I, I just I couldn't take it no more. I kid you not, there were times where where I was standing at the barricade right there on on the left side, I would feel like the person next to me. It was mighty same size as me, but probably about maybe give or take 180, 200 pounds. So he was a husky little dude, and. I don't know if it was just somebody blowing hot air or whatever, but every time I would turn to the right a little bit to look at the pit, and mind you, the pit was about three people away from me. I, I literally had to maybe throw an elbow too. Dude, and we could not shut this motherfucker up ever, can we? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it was fun, man. It, it, it was fun. I had a blast. I'm actually looking forward to seeing Hemlock out here at the dive bar on the 18th, and that's an indoor venue. And for those who don't know who Hemlock is on the East Coast, they're basically a West Coast band. And they're out of here, actually out of Henderson, Nevada, which is a suburb of us. And uh, yeah, they're on a Skeletor, is what they're calling it, Skeletor, He-Man, and the Moshes of the Universe. And, uh, yeah, I actually saw that on Facebook, badass. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here, $10.00. For a ticket for five bands, I gotta buy some fucking merch. So I'm definitely gonna check out their merch. Maybe on the first, you know, get a tank top or a white beater or the basketball jersey that they got. They do got some good merch. So, yeah. I've been hitting that fucking chest button for like 10 minutes. I know, right? uh, (laughs) It's funny because I I am not a Deftones fan. I saw them, as I've said before, maybe not on this podcast, but definitely to you two guys. I, I went and saw Godsmack when they toured for their second album, and it was from Zero. You're, you're okay. It was from Zero and uh, Deftones and then Godsmack. Godsmack's killer show. I actually had a stage set up like I like because I'm an 80s kid. And Cheeto with his, do you like horsies? Do you like horsies? Just not a fan, and I didn't understand the music. But I'm not a huge new metal fan. Um... That Deftones corn lip biscuit Papa Roach saying, and not not a fan. I can't. I, I I just can't help it. But fuck, man. Uh, God, I'm I'm glad we all got to hang out again. It's been interesting to find out what's been going on the last couple weeks. I'm sorry that I was such a doubter with the negative stuff that's happened here in uh, northern New York over the past couple weeks. Uh, uh, Mountain man, glad things are going well. Glad you enjoyed your little vacation. In. We definitely hope you're feeling better, man. Pass that stone. Quit being a little bitch. <laughs> but we have come to the part of the show where I have to ask, do you have anything to promote? Mountain you go first, brother. I always go first. What? Well, that's the order we're supposed to go in, damn it. You're always supposed to go first, Brian, so I can think of what the fuck I'm going to say. 
Nope, you first. I'll, I'll, sit, I'll sit here and twinkle my toes, man, while I'm sitting here waiting for you to decide what you want to promote. Did you just say you're going to what your toes? Twinkle my toes. That is not what you first said. I said twinkle my toes. He said he's going to twinkle on his toes, did he? You try to piss on your own feet? That's weird. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Actually, I'm going to say promote us, pretty much. Uh, we've already been talking now for about a week or so about possibly starting a YouTube channel. So it's still in the talks and works, but we haven't fully decided yet. Just basically getting on there, posting funny videos, stuff like that, maybe. You never know with us, help. Uh, definitely uh, uh, stay tuned with us. Uh, let us know what, what you like, what you dislike, if you think we're stupid, if you think we're good. Hell, if you don't like us, like I said earlier, freaking unfollow us, go somewhere else. But other than that, guys, definitely, yeah, just uh, uh, we enjoy everybody being here with us, kicking back, relaxing, and please stay tuned. You know, I am so glad you brought up that YouTube thing because I had completely forgot about it for this episode, but I, I, I think it's a good idea halfway. Uh, the first idea you brought to the table I thought was horrible. Right. Just just because it's impossible to do in a live podcast is just a sucky idea. But to promote us and even re-air our episodes on YouTube is a great idea. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, let us fucking know what you think. Um, that's something I am definitely uh, on board with, just so you know. Oh, for sure. Now we just got to convince Joe to get out of his shell because, fuck, he can't shut the hell up on the show, but he he thinks he can't advertise on YouTube. <laughs> I know, right? See anything to promote? <laughs> Uh, unlike Mountain Man, don't uh, don't unfollow us. Do follow <laughs> us, man. Spread the word about the plug. Uh, we're trying our damnedest to be out especially there. Especially if you hate us. <laughs> yeah, especially if you hate us, spread the word, you know, because, hell, if you hate us, shit, you know, there might be somebody else that might like us. Yeah, even um, bad publicity is good publicity. I, I, you know what? You know what, Mountain Man? I'm a side with Sid on this one, and that's a rarity. But yeah, I'm with Joe. <laughs> hey, that's understandable. I, you know me, dude. I'm the type of person that if you don't like me, go the NFL and I care less. But, I mean, there, there's going to be critics. There's going to be stupid idiots in this world. But that, if you just don't like us, oh, fucking well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, 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 yes, if you don't like us, keep listening. Yeah, keep <laughs> listening either way, man. Uh, no, actually, I want to I just second what uh, Bushy basically said, man. If you guys, if you're talking about promoting anything, I'm going to promote any concert that's out there, whether it's country, hip-hop, R&B, pop, uh, metal, rock. Go out, catch a concert this year, man, and support by getting some merchandise, man, for sure, because that's basically how the bands make their money. Hell, they got albums out there. For a sale at the merch table, pick it up, man. Don't rip it. You know, pick it up and check it yes, out. And yes. uh, especially unsigned bands. Yes, unsigned bands. Like I said, I'm gonna go check out Hemlock. They're signed. They're they don't nationally do videos like that, but there are four other bands I'm looking to check out that I've actually heard via YouTube that are fucking badass. So I'm definitely looking forward to checking out that show. Maybe getting some of their merch. So, like I said, support your local music, man. Whether, like I said, they're signed or unsigned. And uh, 
Keep doing what you guys are doing and stay peaceful, man. Hey, hey, this ain't the closing arguments. I'm asking what you want to fucker promote. Calm down. We ain't leaving yet. Oh, you didn't say to me this time. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what I would like to promote, and I, I'm actually going to play this spot at the end of our show, is the Rock and Pod Expo occurring uh, uh, August 26th in Nashville, Tennessee. All your favorite rock and roll and heavy metal podcasts, all in one place. Uh, and plus producers, guitar players, man, they have so many cool special guests coming. It's going to be a great time. There's a Facebook page, Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. There's a GoFundMe, you know, drop some money to them, help them out. They're trying to reach their goal of $10,000. They are really, really close. Check it out. Bushy himself will be there. That's right. The Bush is going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Because I got to hang out with Ian Wadley because me and that fucker don't agree on shit, but I love that guy. So check out the Rocket Pod Expo, Nashville, Tennessee, August 26th. And if you have a couple bucks, man, donate. Donate, donate. I've given over $200 to it, so we can all do our part. Um, any final words from you guys? You're good, man. Not stay safe, uh, stop the violence, man. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Oh, I fucking love you guys, and I'm gonna close the same way I always close. You know what I'm gonna say, motherfuckers. Bye, Vinyl, and we'll see you next week.
Do you love it loud? Then plan to attend the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. One day event celebrating all things rock and roll. Over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on site. Panel discussions with producers that have worked with Ozzy, Slayer, Kiss, Y&T, Seven Dust, Dokken, and more. Celebrity signings and meet and greets with current and former members of Cinderella, Winger, Tora Tora, Collective Soul, Taiketo, The Monkees, with more to be announced. All that and record dealers slinging some sweet vinyl. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo takes place Saturday, August 26th at the Music Valley Event Center. More information available at NashvilleRockinPodExpo.com as well as on Facebook. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. Feast your ears. was really fun we hope you liked it too seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through goodbye goodbye good friends goodbye cause now it's time to go but hey i say well that's okay cause we'll see you very soon i know very soon I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. Yeah.